It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com for another wonderful episode, another great podcast. Thank you for tuning in, checking us out, sharing, liking, doing all that fun stuff that you do. And I hope you're having a great day. As always, our concept here is to work together, to educate, to share information so we can have a better today than yesterday and hopefully a better tomorrow than today. And that being said, you know, I'm all about writing and I've been I'm actually backlogged on my own writing assignments and articles I have to get done but you know that's never an easy task but today my guest uh, has three books specifically on CBD under her belt so far and much more and I'm happy to invite uh, Ms. Lauren Wilson on the show thanks for joining us today. Dr. Rob thank you so much for having me I'm really happy to be here. It's my pleasure. No, it's great. Like I said, there's a lot of information. I've reviewed a lot of books and, you know, I laugh because I, I, I joked that when I started with CBD or cannabidiol, uh, I don't know, about over eight years ago, uh, it was a CB what? You know, it was a, you know, cannabis what? And, it was, and, I, and I've been through this journey and people, my listeners know this. I've been through this journey close to 20 years ago. It was probiotic, what? Probiotics? What, what's that? And so we're always constantly educating. There's so much more information coming out. A lot of the research has been on animals and, you know, somewhat anecdotal, less human trials, but, you know, there's more and more coming every day. What got you, I know you've written on other topics and we'll get into more of that, but what got you into the CBD or cannabidiol space in the, in the you know, originally? Great question. Well, I was endeavoring to write my third cookbook. So my, my background is as a professional cook. I taught cooking classes for many years, um, have a deep appreciation for food and all things food. I'm a half Italian human. So it's always been really, you know, part of my cultural upbringing, working on a proposal for a third cookbook. And this was back in, you know, 2016. And at that point, you know, we had Colorado and California coming on board for adult use. And the, 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 the landscape is, was, was already shifting dramatically as far as stigma being broken down a little more. People are more open to cannabis, uh, not just medicinally. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to write an edibles cookbook. So I was working on a proposal for an edibles cookbook and kind of my approach to writing um, and just life in general is that I'm a huge nerd. So I like to dive real deep into like niches. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this edibles cookbook, I really need to get into the science of cannabis. I need to understand dosing. I need to understand how that's going to work when someone's making something in their kitchen and how they're going to figure all of this out and all of that stuff. And so I started connecting with people in the cannabis space. Up until this point, I had been writing about food and not so much about cannabis. And so I started to build a network in the space. And in meeting people, I got connected to a nurse named Eileen Konichny. Um, who had been advocating for medicinal cannabis for decades, was instrumental in developing the medical program in New York. She had a book deal to write about CBD for patients. And she is a medical human and not so much a writing human. So she approached me to ghostwrite the book for her. Um, and you know, we just developed a really wonderful friendship and I ended up co-authoring, but she was a medical brain. I was the writer brain. 
And that was kind of my crash course in cannabis as medicine, cannabis science, all of that. And because I was new to this, I kind of was able to approach the topic with a beginner's mind. And I saw that, you know, the CBD landscape, and this was back in 2016, and it's changed a lot, but a lot of the difficulties still remain for consumers navigating the CBD space. It's a tough place to play if you want to find quality CBD. Um, so I became really passionate about education and consumer education, helping folks have better experiences with the plants. And then since that first book, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last four years. You've entered the rabbit hole of cannabis and I, uh, you can't get out. We've got right. you. That's and it's right. amazing because, again, it really is that way. The more you dive in, the more you learn about this plant, the various over 500 compounds, the different roles, the different nuances between what we call entourage, or the, the dance between the different you know, cannabinoids and other you know, ingredients. It's, it's really pretty amazing. And it's hard to say. You know, again, when you start, it's like, oh, CBD is this miracle cure for all things. And but wait a second, there's a lot more to this than just that. It's not just a sales pitch. There's actually opportunities here. And, and even for me, you know, I, I love learning more constantly. Everyone's like, oh, you're an expert in this. I'm like, no, 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 I hate that terminology. There's, you know, there's new research being you know, done. I think they said something like uh, 10 new articles published on cannabis a day. Or, or, or AMD published, so you got over 3,500, you know, 4,000 new cannabis-related research articles or papers a year. And it, it's I'm one of them, but I mean, it's always like there's always more and more coming. So those people that say we know it all are 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 your fools. And I have to say that very bluntly and to say, you know, when I get up on stage and I speak at a lot of conferences, actually, I'll be speaking at. Um, CBD Expo South in Orlando on the 27th of August, and I'll be moderating and on some panels there. And it's something that, again, I'm so excited because I'll learn more from the other panelists. I'll learn more from the conference and, and, and we'll also share some information. I'm sure of it with others. So um, it's great that you got into that. And, and I think that we are learning there's a lot more still to come, um, but it seems that you've taken an approach to address the newbie the, the consumer, the beginner, the, the curious, maybe the elderly, there, there's different markets of, of, uh, and segments. What have you found to be maybe, you know, if you have any of that data, what has been some of the most uh, feedback and what demographic has been giving you feedback from the books? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think I've heard, I get questions from all kinds of folks. Um, you know, friends of mine, people in my life, people that have read my books. And I have to say that, you know, I, I think when we're talking about CBD, it spans generations, it spans demographics, you know, given that hemp CBD is so widely available, give it, you know, 2018 farm bill kind of helped that industry explode. Saturated <laughs> <And>, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but I think that it's so accessible. And and it's and I think that you know one of the, the major selling points for CBD as a cannabinoid is that it's not intoxicating the way THC is. And so right. it opens the door to folks who maybe were a little bit more hesitant in kind of playing with you know cannabis or hemp plants. And so right. you know I I get questions from, you know, 80 year olds down to 20 year olds. It, it's really, I think everyone is interested. And also, I mean, CBD is a major buzzword. It is everywhere. You yeah. can find it, you know, equally in a gas station to your local pharmacy. So, uh, you know, people see it and they want to know more about it and they want to try it. Yeah, I think we all do still. And especially, I just have to comment that uh, some major brands like Charlotte's Web, 
uh, recently just got a, a little kind of slap in the face from the FDA based on their applications for a, a new dietary ingredient. And this is really part of the challenge also. You have people that can get it any, everywhere from a gas station to your doctor, and yet there's really no regulatory guidance yet uh, from the FDA around this compound, which makes it very challenging um, for the consumer to trust the source, to know what they're getting, to know it's safe. This has been one of my objectives and the reason why I partner with a, a retailer called CBD Emporium is because of their high level vetting process, you know, in the sense of what products they carry in their store and on their website. It's not saying that they're carrying the only the good products or probably other good brands and products outside of their store, but they at least provide that filter, that first point of contact, that vetting for the consumer looking to try that out. And so, I, I mean, we need more of that because there are some snake oil salesmen, there are some charlatans, there are a lot of products out there in the market that don't have the CBD that says on the label or the bottle. You know, there, there are those concerns, you know, but I think that, um, you know, I think if any speakeasy down in Brooklyn, you could probably find a bottle of vodka that maybe watered down a little bit too. So, you know, you never know. It depends on where every market has their challenges. But I think what we're really excited about is all this benefits that we're seeing people, uh, the health uh, support, the, the feel good vibes, the uh, acceptance into further plant medicines. I think that's one of my favorite things is people are learning about ashwagandha and astragalus and other herbs that are really great. And they were totally turned off about this before cannabis became and CBD became and hemp became more of that front and state, you know, front and center conversation point. So I think this is, I always say that cannabis and hemp is a gateway herb, a gateway to more herbal medicines and plant medicines. And even, you know, get a nod to, the, to our culinary backgrounds as I went to the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York and graduated there as well. And I know you have a culinary background, you know, nod to the culinary nutritional benefits and properties of cannabis as well, which is something that I'm passionate about and taking forward in my endeavors, uh, you know, outside the conventional range of is this for medical purposes or is this for recreational party purposes? There's there's a, a there's an area between that. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with Lauren, talk some more, a little bit more about the culinary side of things and a couple other things going on. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at cannabisradio.com. We're gonna take a quick break. Be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back for our second segment of today's wonderful show with Ms. Lauren Wilson, author, uh, CBD books, multiple, as well as, you know, a freelance author, which I think is great. I mean, there's a lot of times where even when I write an article, I like to defer to an author, someone that's got that professional training and say, hey, can you run an edit over this? Can you maybe word it a little bit smoother, make it, you know, kind of flow a little bit better? There's no ego here when it comes to making the, getting the message across in the best possible way. You know, that's something that I think is really important. 
The other thing is that there's a lot of different perspectives in this industry that we have to take into consideration, not only the consumer, but we have the health practitioner who, again, will benefit from your basic books because they don't get the education in, in colleges or training, and they don't have the time to really dive into the always the scientific literature. So it's really nice to have a, a you know a primer or primer, you know, some basic information so people can get that foundational knowledge. I think it's really great. I think that taking a lifestyle approach is really key key, wellness and lifestyle approach, meaning, yes, there have been some applications for these compounds when you're sick, when you have a disease state. You know, we know that cannabis can help with immune support and other aspects, but what about the everyday Joe or Jane? You know, the one that's actually doing things well, going to yoga, trying to eat organic, you know, minimizing their medications by staying, you know, conscious and aware and, you know, will, you know they take a multivitamin. This is what I love about you know, this, this, this ingredient is that, you know, when it started, it was all about epilepsy and treating all these rare illnesses. And I, and I think that's way, you know, admirable, but what about the everyday person that they took a little bit like their multi, like their vitamin D, like their fish oil, like their probiotic, if they incorporate a little bit of CBD in their daily life, how would that benefit? Uh, and this is something that I think, you know, have you taken a look at that as from a wellness and lifestyle and everyday approach and how does that parlay into your books and your, in your writing? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I like to think about cannabis and hemp, CBD, THC, cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, all the good stuff in these plants as a tool in a toolkit for holistic health, right? So yes, disease states, medical applications, but you know, I'm not, this isn't my, I'm, I'm, I'm not coining this phrase, but a lot of people think about it as vitamin weed, right? There are global properties to these plants that can support everyday health and wellness, you know, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, neuroprotectant, uh, anxiolytic, anti-anxiety. Um, so I think that you can certainly incorporate CBD I, I'm a I'm a I'm a proponent of whole plant, you know, a whole plant extract. You can incorporate right. these these as a as a tool in your toolkit, and it's a way to support your endocannabinoid system, much the way other things like exercise, like diet, like even things like uh, you know massage and acupuncture. There's a great uh, article by Dr. John McPartland and Vince, uh, Vincenzo. DeMarzo, um, who's kind of Vincenzo DeMarzo is like an OG cannabinoid researcher. Oh, yeah. he, you know him. He oh, coined yeah. the phrase, you know, uh, the ECS is to eat, sleep, protect, and forget, right? Those are the major functions of the ECS. Anyways, they did this great paper talking about care and feeding of the endocannabinoid system. And they talk about things like acupuncture, massage, diet, um, you know, supplementation with omega fatty acids. There's, there are lots of ways aside from the plants that we can feed and care for our endocannabinoid system. And so I think that, you know, hemp and cannabis plants are one tool in a toolkit that we have to support, you know, our health. I love it. I mean, I use that too, as a naturopathic doctor, that was one of the best things I said, as a holistic practitioner, I have a wonderful tool belt and yes, I'm trained in acupuncture, but you know what? I also know who to refer to that is skilled because I'm aware of how that modality functions or optimizes. So I've said it to a lot of people that I, you know, I, I, I am grateful for my education and training, not because, not because I, I, I want to use it every day, but that I know when to use it is the key. You know, it's like saying I have a nail here, but I'm going to break out a, a, a screwdriver. No, I need a hammer for that specific task. And I think that's what CBD becomes and cannabis as a whole, like you said. So that brings me to another point that we're talking about New York for a second, because, you know, 
if you, you know, we, we, you know, New York is hot as a topic right now when it comes to cannabis. And, you know, we have a hope that the new governor will speed up the process and put Merta into action and get these applications going. And it's going to be very interesting as we start to have a legal cannabis, you know, THC landscape. And yet we've already had this farm bill and have all these hemp growers. Like I have a hemp license in New York. I'm not abandoning that. You know, there's a lot of value in the different derivatives. And I also, you know, as the medical director of dispensaries, medical dispensaries in other states is saying, people come in to me going, well, why, you know, how do I differentiate this? I tell people, well, first of all, learn the difference between full spectrum, broad spectrum, isolated, things of that nature. Know where the THC plays a role. And I think that's important because I personally believe that a little bit of THC definitely helps the balance, the effectiveness of even the, the CBD that you're taking it. However, we do know that there's some CBD, uh, people that want to consume CBD that can't have THC in their system, occupationally, Air Force, military, what have you. And so even that, I refer, I have a lot of dispensaries now linking up and like say to CBD Emporium's website or to a CBD hemp extract company so that they can offer that low THC alternative, even though you'll see more and more in the dispensaries a higher CBD THC ratio than the 0.3%. And some people will find that benefit. What's your thoughts on the balance that kind of that role that THC is going to play going forward now that we've had all the last few years of CBD, you know, in consumer hands. I mean, is there any thoughts on how that's going to play out with legalization, hopefully federally, you know, eventually? Well, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think I'm an optimist. I feel like federal legalization is on the horizon. It's just a matter as, as to when, but, you know, I think that, I think it comes down to education, honestly. I think that people need to, because I, I agree with you. I think that THC has a really important role to play, uh, whether it's in smaller quantities, more balanced ratios, what have you. I think there's utility for lots of different reasons for lots of different people. And, you know, the literature gen generally supports that THC and CBD work really well together. Yeah, um, but Exactly, exactly. And so I think that it comes down to folks understanding, having more tools in their cannabis toolkit and understanding, you know, okay, I've got THC, I've got CBD, but wait, okay, there's also a whole lot of other cannabinoids in the mix, right? And we, and as you said, 4,000, however many papers coming out a year, we've got a lot of work to do and understanding not just how the cannabinoids work together, but then the whole entourage, the terpenes, the flavonoids. And so I think that it's, to me, I think for consumers to have the best experience possible, they really do need to like get a baseline level of understanding as to the components of the plant, how they work in the body. And I think then you have the power to dial in your experience and figure out what works best for you. Um, so yeah, so for THC going forward, I think it's, you know, I think it's, they're all important players. Going Without fear, I think it's one of the big things. I think we've been indoctrinated for years that THC is this bad molecule, this dangerous chemical, this compound that drives you crazy and or gets you high. And I think that scared a lot of people away this reefer madness. And I think that's going to be a big part of the transition is people trying even low dose THC products, maybe with high CBD to, to mitigate or minimize the psychedelic effects of, you know, psychoactive effects of THC. But at the end of the day, they're like, oh, well, maybe I felt a little good. Maybe I felt right? a little bliss, you know, maybe I felt a little <laughs> bit happier and that is not a bad side effect. I'm sorry to tell people. So we, we want to promote bliss. We want to promote, you know, feeling good. We want to do it in a responsible way where people feel comfortable and not shocked, you know, and don't feel again, a lot of people 
have to realize the delivery system, the way we consume it. You know, people are asking me right now about what do you think about you know hemp flour and CBD. I'm like, well, CBD is is most often taken a lot for anti-anxiety, and yet if you smoke a flour, that that heat, that burning, that fire may actually cause inflammation in your lungs, which may trigger a stress response, which may trigger your cortisol and your adrenals to hyperactive. So you're minim, you're, you're taking away the benefits of the CBD by the inflammatory effects of the delivery system. But if you take a tincture or a capsule or anything else or an edible, that won't be the same. And so people have to understand it's not its form and function and the individual themselves and how their body is prepared and how their you know why you know their endocannabinoid system is either toned or lactone there you know and and see how that can be improved upon but yes don't forget the exercise the meditation the yoga the acupuncture the green leafy vegetables all the good stuff and you know that all contributes to a healthier happier life you know hundred percent. And, you know, it's funny being steeped in, and I mean, you're steeped in the, in the industry and the landscape too. You, you know, I mean, of course, like you, you forget that people do still like, are like, you know, oh, THC, like, I, I, you know, I heard bad things about that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, for we, we like, of course we fully recognize the medicinal value of THC, but uh, you know, outside of that, outside of that space, you know, my as a kid, my mom grew up in the just say no era, and so I heard that cannabis was a gateway drug. You know, um, so yeah, there's as much as as much as I live steeped in a world fully aware of the medicinal and health benefits of these plants. You know, education people still need to, people still need to to kind of dip their toe in and figure it out. Yes, very much so. And I think these books are, are a great primer to that, get them in, introduced yeah. to the concept. And uh, yeah, I have a couple hot, you know, put down the hot seat questions on this when we return from this last break. And uh, so, but I'm really enjoying the conversation. I think it's a really great point. You know, I've talked a lot with different brands. I've talked with different doctors, talked with different, you know, perspectives, even people who run nonprofits in the space. And, you know, we, we kind of bring this different perspective, but from someone that, was brought in due to a task, you know, reading, you know, writing a book because, you know, that's subject matter that's popular, not necessarily what you're ingrained in or re, you know, studied for college. I think it's a great way to kind of, you know, realize that we can learn so much and then from that, share that information with others. And I think that's always a, a key here. So we're going to take this last break, come right back with our last segment with Ms. Lauren Wilson today. Uh, I am Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on Canvas Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right, all right. We are back with this final segment of today's wonderful episode of Concierge for Better Living. And my guest say author, freelance writer, um, now CBD uh, you know, informative resource, yes, um, 
uh, Lauren Wilson. So with this book and these books that you've written, you've said you've written three on CBD, and I know that they're focused on wellness and lifestyle, but I want to pull back a second to your background prior to this in culinary, because I have to be direct. The people that know me know that a lot of the topics I've been speaking about lately is cannabis is food. Okay. And I think that when we look at this from that perspective, we start to destigmatize this plant and compare it more to kale and wheatgrass and spinach. And, you know, maybe there's some components that we can separate, you know, for different purposes. But, you know, I also look at, you know, one of the things I didn't, you know, cover yet, and I say it often, is that a lot of people come look at the cannabinoids and they look at the acid forms, the THCA, the CBDA, you know, and they say that in order for them to be activated, become active, they need to be heated or oxidized, decarboxylated. And I always repeat this because I know that if I go into the woods and I find a big cannabis plant growing wild and I chew on the leaves, and I chew on the bud, I'm going to have some effect. I may not notice as a psychoactive effect, but there's going to be a response to my endocannabinoid system. And I think that, you know, from a culinary perspective, I just wanted to, to address that or bring it up as always saying that when you talk to people about starting this plant, that the acids are active in their own right. They have a different activity, but they're not neutral, you know, inactive. And when you heat it up carboxylate, that does change the effect, but it's not a bad thing to have a raw plant or some of the raw acids in formula or to consume them. And I think that's something that I'm really a big advocate, but there's also a lot of nutritional properties even beyond the phytocannabinoids. I do look at the phytocannabinoids as a new class of vitamins, um, but at the same time, we get omegas, we get other things. And how, how have you looked at it from a chef culinary nutritional perspective? Have you played around with cannabis or hemp at all in that perspective? I love, I love that idea as cannabis as food um, because you know, when you're ingesting it, it is food and it does provide us with more than just the phytocannabinoids. As you said, you know, if you look at, look at something like terpenes, right? Um, terpenes are the flavor and aroma or, or some of the flavor and aroma compounds in cannabis and hemp, right? But they're also everywhere. They're in fruits and vegetables and plants. They're, you know, they're abundant. You come across terpenes every day in your life from other sources and they have medicinal therapeutic health benefits. Um, so, you know, I think cannabis as food is a great way of looking at it uh, because, and then you've got flavonoids and other compounds that are providing us with, you know, nutri nutritional benefits. So yeah, yeah. cannabis as, as, as food makes total sense to me. Well, I'm glad you agree. I mean, that's something that I've looked at some of the omegas and the leaves and some of the micronutrients. Uh, of course, you know, that, you know, hemp specifically cannabis is a bioremediator remediator. So it pulls stuff from the soil or what you're growing in. So you have to make sure you're getting it a clean, if you're going to consume it, make sure it's a clean growing environment, organic soil, make sure they test it for any kind of heavy metals or toxins that you don't want to consume in your body. I think that's really key, but yeah, actually, you know, I'm glad you agree. I'm actually speaking at Southern hemp expo. She in Raleigh, North Carolina on Labor Day weekend, Saturday, September 4th. Uh, if you're going to be in the Raleigh area, you're going to come check out this awesome conference. Come check out my brief conversation around cannabis is food, the nutritional perspective of cannabis and hemp. I think that we need to talk more about this so we can talk about how we can apply it both on a daily lifestyle manner and in our culinary backgrounds and our nutritional programs and, and continue to find ways for better living using this plant and many others. So yes, I think we're going to have to play around and come to New York and do some recipe testing when I have my grow set up in the Catskills and, and do some fun stuff. So uh, that would be so much fun. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's great. So with that, I want people to know we'll send all these links, obviously, when we post this show, but it's www.lornm, as in Mickey Mouse, Wilson.com uh, is your general one. And you've got some great book titles. And I know you've partnered with, um, you know, a group that has some cred in the space, you know, uh, Mary Jane you know, as part of the CBD solution series. I love series. I wrote my book, The Cannabis Conundrum, as a series, and we're going to be launching more of that. We'll talk more offline about maybe some uh, freelance writership support we can do. Um, but I think that having this, the CBD solution for living, CBD solution wellness, healing with CBD, how cannabidiol can transform your health without the high. You know, I think these are all great starting points. People can learn a lot from them. And I know they're available wherever you can find books and Amazon and all that good stuff. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today and sharing some insight and keep on writing keep on learning and uh you know i think it's a great thing you're doing by helping educate the masses on this plant and its powers thanks so much doc rob i was so happy to be here no, it's definitely my pleasure again this is what we do we want to promote people putting good information good products good good insight good services out there into the world uh you know we definitely need some positivity out there and some good information not misinformation so you know that that's what our role is here and i appreciate what you're doing and stay you know keep up the good fight with getting the good information out to the public so um with that i want to thank everyone at cbd um emporium my people's out there for also putting out good products and and, and helping to educate as much as possible everyone at cannabisradio.com you know, for making this show happen and all you people listening sharing tuning in as always keep it up send me messages on social media suggest good guests i'm always welcome to have a great conversation with like-minded people and with that as always wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness take care and be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.